to play now Put me in the game now I came here to prove it, I'm ready to do it I can't be afraid now Put me on the stage now I'm ready to rage now I feel like an animal stuck in a cage And I'm ready to break out Bonjour ladies and gentlemen, in the house, how are you? All good in the hood, I hope. Welcome to the Mindset with Muscle podcast. Super, super excited to be back for another awesome episode. And today, I'm going to be focusing on four things. Every single week, I ponder on four different things that I've been thinking, that I've been reading, and I love to share it uh, with you guys. The first one is expose yourself Oh yes, expose yourself. I was actually reading a book by Viktor Frankl called Man's Search for Meaning. And if you've never read Man's Search for Meaning by Viktor Frankl, I highly recommend that you do. He was a a survivor of the Holocaust. He was in Auschwitz and he spent, I think, three or four years in there. So you can imagine the kind of things that he saw. And he actually came out he was a psychotherapist and he created something called uh, logotherapy and as part of that logotherapy that he has something called paradoxical intention what on earth is paradoxical intention it sounds like a very uh, big word but what it actually is is understanding that in order to overcome something that you fear It's about exposing yourself more to it. What do I mean by that? A lot of people's anxieties and fears about things are about things that have yet to happen. And actually what happens is that a lot of people get anxiety and fear about the thing that causes them anxiety and fear. So an example of this is public speaking. A lot of people have an anxiety and fear of talking in public and their anxiety and fear isn't exactly of talking in public their anxiety and fear is of being made to look stupid their anxiety and fear is jumping on stage and stuttering jumping on stage and not knowing what to say that is their biggest fear and actually what paradoxical intention or sorry yeah paradoxical intention is is about putting yourself in these situations so you do that. So you jump on stage, you lose your words. So you jump on stage and you mumble. Because what you then do is you expose yourself to that fear. And once you get through that fear, you realize it's not that bad. And you just expose yourself. So the next time that you are getting a fear of public speaking or the thing that you're afraid of when it comes to public speaking, you no longer experience that fear because you've already experienced what it's like to have that loss of words, had that stumbling, and it wasn't that bad. And this is a great thought process when it comes to anxiety. A lot of us get anxiety. I get a lot of anxiety. And when I do get anxiety, it's all about writing things down and asking myself, what am I anxious about? What fear am I currently worried about? What am I experiencing? And when I'm writing it down and when I'm experiencing it, 
I then asked myself very much like this paradoxical intention, how can I experience more of it? Sounds fucked up, but it's true. What paradoxical intention says to insomniacs and, and you know, lack of sleep is another great one to look at when it comes to this. But what a lot of people say when it comes to that uh, paradoxical intention for insomniacs is the reason that a lot of people struggle to sleep is because they're trying to tell their brain to go to sleep. When you don't tell your brain to go to sleep and you tell your brain to stay up as late as possible and try not to sleep, what happens is you end up falling asleep. And I've known this for a long time. You know, whenever I've struggled to sleep and I've told my brain to sleep, I try and do the opposite. Because when I do do the opposite, it actually works. So for me, one of the things that I do when I'm trying to sleep is I read a paper book in bed. And what I tell my brain is we're not allowed to go to sleep until we've read an entire chapter. And I'm getting two or three pages into the chapter and I can see myself nodding off. And I keep telling my brain, no, no, no. I shake and go, try and stay up, try and stay up. And I end up nodding off. And it's very much like, and I don't know if you've done this, I do this all the time. Wanting to stay up a little bit later on a weekend, watching a, a film that you really want to watch, and you keep nodding off. And you keep telling yourself, don't fall asleep. We really want to watch this film. And soon enough, you nod off. And then, then I get my wife, Anna, yell at me to say, what are you doing? You said you wanted to watch this. <laughs> so... It's understanding that life is very counterintuitive. And what paradoxical intention is about is facing your anxieties and fears, exposing yourself to the realities of what they are, because that's the only way to overcome them. You know, when a lot of people experience anxiety, they do certain things. And what they do is they avoid those things. So if you have anxiety about meeting people uh, at a party, you know, social anxiety is a very big thing. Uh, and you don't go to the party, guess what happens? You start to get anxiety about things that you've yet to experience because you're just imagining the worst case scenario. And what you're imagining at a party is that you're going to make yourself look like a fool. You're going to have nobody to speak to. And a lot of this is bollocks because the only way to overcome that social anxiety is to expose yourself more is to go to that party and actually say to yourself, I'm going to go to the party and I'm going to be the most quiet person there. I'm not going to speak to anyone because I guarantee you having the, you know, exposing yourself to that, you're going to have the opposite effect. And actually what's going to happen is people will speak to you. It's not that bad and you'll be okay. Because the only way to get over anxiety about something that is yet to happen or isn't happening is by exposing yourself. So the first one, that I want to speak to you about is exposing yourself. Think about a lot of the fears and frustrations that you're having currently, write them down and find out ways to do more of them, to expose yourself more to those things. And I guarantee you when you do, you'll overcome them. Number two that I want to talk about is boiling a frog. And there's an old analogy, and it's not true by the way, but it's a great analogy, that if you boil if you boil water and chuck a frog in there it will immediately jump out but if you put the frog in a pan with cold water and slowly increase the heat it will stay in there 
and it will boil the frog. And although it's a great analogy, it's not true. But if we were to put this with your habits, your routines and your life, if you stepped into an environment full of toxic people, if you stepped into an environment that doesn't serve you straight away, the chances are you're not going to stay there because it's a toxic environment, it's full of bellends and you know better than to hang around with those people and in those places. But, and I say a big but, if you start spending time with people and spending time in environments and slowly they start to become more toxic, slowly they start to become, you know, a very unproductive place to be it's very hard to notice that happening and actually what tends to happen with that is that you adapt to those things you know when you are spending a lot of time with toxic people you adapt to those toxic people you just you know a lot of your head just goes well everyone's toxic and you're like no there's not when you're in a relationship that's shit and that person that you're with is, is, you know, is constantly talking you down, constantly treading on the things that you want to do and not supporting you. It's very hard to leave that relationship because you, over time, become accustomed to it. And we all do this in our lives. My analogy that I say about this is you know, if you walk into a room and it stinks of shit, yeah, you notice the smell. It's horrible. But if you stay in there long enough, it will stop smelling a shit because you get used to the smell. And it's only when you go out of that room and back in that you realise how bad it smells. But a lot of people don't leave the room. A lot of people stay in that room. And a lot of the time when you've spent a long time in that room, the pain of change is a lot less painful than the pain of staying the same, even though it feels painful making that change. And it's scary to make that change. It's the only way uh, that you are going to succeed. So don't get too comfortable in an uncomfortable situation and realize that you're the only person that can make that change. So boiling a frog is my number two. Number three is a post that I read from Alain de Botton from the School of Life. I love... Alain de Botton's work one of the blog posts that I share pretty much every anniversary is why you will marry the wrong person and Alain de Botton has really helped me with understanding relationships and his approach to psychology his approach to life I love because it's looking at it in a, in a certain respect to a kind of a nihilistic way from an op optimistic point of view and I've read one of his uh, posts one of his carousels this week called if we were wise and what I want to do is I want to share that post with you and I highly recommend if you if you're not following the school of life London I think it's at the school of life London I highly recommend that you do because there is some wisdom that drops there and their shop is epic they've got so many different books and gadgets and gizmos um they're great for presents for people who love their 
like kind of psychology and self-development and they're great little gifts for yourself if people are looking for birthdays or, or Christmas presents they're great things to to get so if we were wise I'm going to share this with you now if we were wise we would stay very pessimistic about how things turn out we would remind ourselves on an hourly basis that all relationships are riven with pain all business ventures are maddening and all families are demented we would accept that we aren't being persecuted this is how things universally are it's just that other people carefully omit to speak frankly about his existence we would get less hopeful and therefore less bitter and less furious of course things are slightly disastrous of course we have made some terrible mistakes of course we have been betrayed and treated badly it's all eminently and supremely normal we would cease lamenting our wrong turns we probably married the wrong person we almost certainly chose the wrong career probably we're living in the wrong country and definitely house we invested in useless things we befriended unworthy sorts we made awful errors bringing up our children we've we've neglected our health We'd be starting to get it right if we lived to a thousand or could do half a dozen practice runs. Wisdom starts with a dark belly laugh and a full acknowledgement that we are idiots now. We were idiots then and we will be idiots tomorrow. There are simply no other options for a human being and that's more than okay. Super, super uh, powerful stuff from Alain de Botton. Number four, ladies and gents, and the final one on my list is negative visualization. One of the most powerful practices that you can do is gratitude. And unfortunately, what happens with a lot of people when it comes to gratitude is they write the things that they're grateful down, but they don't ponder on them. They just go, I'm grateful for my family. I'm grateful for my opportunities in life. I'm grateful for um, my job, this, that, and the other. And what negative visualization is is it's a technique that's used in stoic philosophy that involves imagining the loss of things we cherish in order to appreciate them more fully so a lot of people say to me i I love my family i'm like okay cool go with me on this experiment you are at work you get a phone call it's the police and he's rang to say unfortunately there was a nasty accident and your family were involved and unfortunately nobody made it and it's just about sitting on that thought process for a little bit and it's very somber and you might be thinking fuck that's quite deep but what it's about is about visualizing it imagining it happening but not dwelling on it and then opening your eyes and realizing that it hasn't happened those people are still here those people that you really love and care about and it just allows you then to appreciate things so much more and i do this all the time you know i do this a lot my my dad is in the office next door and a lot of the time when i'm driving uh just outside of my house is some traffic lights and i always see my dad drive past in a van whenever i see it i ponder and i think fast forward in 30 years time what you know when he's no longer with us how much i would give to see his van drive past me 
And it just allows me then, I'm very fortunate, I'm pointing over here and you can't see, to knock on his door and see how he is. Because um, I have the ability to do that now. So it's visualizing something, visualizing not having something and then appreciating it. And it's a, a super, super powerful thought process to have as part of your gratitude practice. So let's go over those four again. Number one, expose yourself. A lot of your fears and anxieties are about things that you avoid doing, which mean that you're always going to have those fears and anxieties. What you need to do is you need to expose yourself by actually ramping those anxieties up. So if you've got a fear of public speaking, a fear of stumbling and muttering your words, put yourself in situations where you are muttering and stumbling your words. And what happens is you find it's not that bad. And actually you overcome those fears and anxieties. When it comes to boiling a frog, as we mentioned, be very careful about where you are. It's about constantly assessing your environment and the people that are around you because we do get accustomed and used to uh, negative situations, negative people, toxic places, both in work and at home. And never get comfortable with those. Okay, assess know when you need to make that change and get out of that room that stinks of shit if we were wise the post that i spoke about with alanda Patton, it, it just talks and says to you to just enjoy the fact that we're not per we're not perfect we're not robots okay we are flawed we we make fuck ups we make mistakes nothing ever goes perfect most of the people that we meet and the things that we do are just just random and strange embrace that okay every single person you meet has got a bunch of problems just because they're not visual and i think this is so important that you stop looking at other people as you know oh they've got the perfect life they've got this they've got that and stop trying to seek perfection yourself. We're all flawed. We're all fucked up in some way. We all make mistakes. We all, you know, regret lots of things that we should have done and haven't done. And it's totally fine. That's, that's part of the fun of life. Making lots of decisions, some good, some bad. Having some good luck, having some bad luck. And, and putting it all together as one. Looking at all of it as just the glorious thing, which is life. And it's ups and downs and the, the beauty of it all. And embracing every single li little bit of it. So if we were wise, we would do that. And finally, negative visualization. Absence makes the heart grow fonder. And sometimes we need to visualize not having things to appreciate what it is that we've got. And it's a great practice to have as part of your gratitude practice. And if you don't write down the things that you are grateful for having in your life, at least once a day you really should so that is it ladies and gents from this short shot podcast i really hope you enjoyed those wisdom bombs today and as always i finish every podcast with the same quote what you put in your body affects how you look and how you feel and what you put in your head affects what you think and what you do and today you've been filling your heads with me jay alderton ladies and gents thank you ever so much for listening to the Mindset Muscle podcast.
Um, I'll speak to you soon.